at some point my buddy went over to talk to her and one of them ended up throw like pouring a drink on his head Ooh. full drink and Ooh. that just it was the spark it was the the, the assassination of Franz Ferdinand yeah <laughs> yeah which was the beginning of World War one yeah. do you know about, do you know about that do you know about that <laughs> You certainly want to hear more about the genesis of World War I than this story you asked me about. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Oops, the podcast. O-T-P, yeah, you know me, and G. That's pretty good. I-L-I-O-R-A-T. I-U-L-I-O. Oh, I know there's more. Oh, you did it for the What do you think, rhyme? I'm stupid? No, I thought that you just got lost in the rhyme, dude. No, no, it I happens. was trying to make it work. <laughs> make it sometimes, work? Sometimes Snoop omits letters to make it fit his... Uh, the number of bars he needs. I do. I sometimes wonder about that. I wonder, like, when rappers make mistakes. I wonder if it was intentional or if there's a person I don't know about. For example, in Amigos' song "Rest in Peace, Take Off," they once said, "I feel like I'm Larry Houdini," and I was like, "Is that a mistake or is Larry Houdini some legendary guy?" Larry was Harry's younger brother who <laughs> actually built a lot of his uh, barrels and ropes. He was always on hand. He was the Simon to Harry's Garfunkel. Yeah, I know. I'm Larry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Larry Houdini. You know what they say. <laughs> You're always one H away from greatness. <laughs> um, dude. Okay, real quick. Before we fucking get into it, mm. you guys sent a lot of good emails about mansplaining. I think we should just mm. read a couple of them to uh, put this to rest. Can I preface your preface? Please. I'm a little banged up right now. Yeah. We'll hang hung, hung what are you, over. What were you up to? Ooh. I'll tell you about it, but I just wanted to let everyone know that. Because <laughs> sometimes when I'm, I'm banged up, I get a little loopy. Oh, this is good. And, um, <laughs> you know, I can get a little, little stupid. Day one banged up is good. Day two banged up is bad. Yeah. We have a big dinner tonight, too, so yep. that will be you tomorrow. Gonna, there's no rest for the weary. No rest for the I weary. I lost myself last, this morning. I said, I'm never drinking again <laughs> starting tomorrow. <laughs> Can't start that stupidity yet. Well, we good go. for you for drinking a protein shake hungover, bro. Yeah. It's impressive. You know me. Density. Okay, here we go. So, guys, first of all, thank you for confirming that mansplaining, while we all know what it is, it's a little more difficult to pinpoint specifically like th- there's a discussion and people sent us a lot of good examples in a lot of good different ways that, you know, it's mansplaining, whatever. But here's a couple of really good examples uh, that were pretty funny. No, you, you should definitely tell us, by the way, whether the sender is a man or a woman. OK, it, it should be fairly clear. OK, but OK. Uh, Hi, my name's Linda, and I have a vagina. <laughs> is that how the first one starts? Not in this one, oh, but there, we did get a couple of those. Um, okay, so this one's called Mansplaining on the Golf Course. Mm. Hi, guys. Huge fan of the pod. Blah, 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 blah. Basically, when I was listening uh, to this episode... Um, oh, I'm sorry. Let's just get, let's get to the meat and potatoes here. After some reflection, I have an example. Here we go. I used to date a guy who played professional golf. We dated for seven years. I was with him during his competitive amateur career... Uh, competitive amateur career 
and for his five-year professional career. I caddied full-time for him in multiple Q schools on the Canadian tour, web.com tour, which is now the Corn Ferry tour. And I've successfully caddied for him through a U.S. Open qualifier, which they call the longest day of golf as it's 36 holes. Anyway, to say I know golf is an understatement. I've had men look at me like I have 10 heads when I talk about undulating greens and reading putts. Uh, Hmm. The one that gets me uh, the most is when a man, another caddy, told me how to grab the pin when I approached it. This is a per, in my opinion, this is a perfect example yeah. of mansplaining. Because you're with another, because it's one thing if like, I don't know that you're an expert and then it turns out you are an expert, but we're both caddies. We both should know this shit. Yeah. If she's wearing her caddy bib. We're caddying together. On a course that another caddy is on and then whatever is about to happen happens. Yeah. That is a great example. I think that's a good example. Okay. So the one that gets me the most is when a man, another caddy told me how to grab the pin when I approached it. As I was going to stomp, uh, as if I was going to stomp all over the cup. This is also the man who commented on uh, on me carrying the staff bag. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it the right way. Believe me, I'm no raging feminist, but I truly wanted to take the pin and stick it somewhere he wouldn't like very much. Very nice, very well done. Mm-hmm. As I was approaching the cup, the guy was like, "If you just spin it a little, it'll come right out, so you don't hit the cup." Uh. <laughs> no shit, buddy. Uh, by the. End- <laughs> By the end of the round, I was cleaning his own player's balls because he kept forgetting the towel around the greens. Wow. Classic, dude. Been three years since I've caddied. You really fired me up over this. Um, yeah. Wow, so, good take. I thought that's a good example. That is a good example. Uh, and it's a good example because it's it's a very specific knowledge that she has earned and, and you know, I guess, compiled over her many years of caddying. And I guess you would... She certainly deserves the right of another caddy assuming that she knows as much as he does. Absolutely. And and even even if I'm I mean, it's like those are such basic things that he's telling her yeah. that it is absolutely, absolutely. insulting Acute and mansplaining. mansplaining. I'm trying to think if I'm trying to think if if um if he were telling her something that was like so nuanced that maybe it wouldn't be. It would have to literally do with his, like, care for his testicles. <laughs> like, I can't imagine what he could tell her in that scenario. You know what I mean? Unless, like, it was a course that she never worked on. You know like what I mean? His care for his testicles. Like, I can't imagine. Yeah. That's great. Um, okay, very good. Okay, so we got so many good ones. I wish we could read them all. Read a few um, more. But this is a really good one, too. And this specifically breaks down Francis's scenario. Oh, good. It's, it's a little long, but it, it's, it's good. Nice. nice. Um, That's okay. Okay. We got time. Hey, Francis and Julio. I must say I was highly entertained by your mansplaining conversation this week's podcast. Uh, every time you started to get it right, you veered off in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> and I found myself trying to coach you through the car radio. Also a big fan of... <laughs> oh, if only she had veered off, right? <laughs> Into the... Into the, into the bushes. breakdown lane and I would have stopped her. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so mansplaining can typically be... Bro- She's like, allow me to help, essentially. Mansplaining can typically be broken out into three separate categories. One, man goes into great detail on a topic no one asked about. Two, man explains to a woman how to do slash fix something that is commonly women's territory. And three... Man continues speaking on a topic that the unfortunate receiving party has acknowledged as not caring about or having knowledge of. Oh, wow. So uh, that 
I don't, do we know that she's right? No, but that's in, but like this just goes to show that there's a lot of ways to do it. There's also some, some it sounds like there's some subjectivity. This may or may not be all encompassing, but like I don't disagree with. Well, her she on any hasn't. Of these. There's no room for anything else beyond those three categories she gave us. Were, like that covers the, everything. That covers it. Has to right. And that is something where I I I believe her. But I also am open to the possibility that that is not entirely correct. So, but this no is no offense. No, no, it's to fine. Her. That's fine. But like number two, for example, that is is too specific, and it doesn't have to be. Like, man explains woman how to do slash fix something that is commonly women's territory. It doesn't necessarily have to be women's territory. No, it doesn't. But I also but think agreed. that that is the most correct one. Agreed. I think, I think number like, two is yeah. the one that I agree with. Hey, the you most. should be doing it like this. And and a lot of time the guy will be wanting to be right. Right. But that idea of like just talking about something for a long time that someone doesn't want to hear about, I don't know that that's mansplaining. I think it could be. No, that's just that's just like tone deaf, not reading the room arrogance. Agreed. But I do think that like you could potentially argue that it's like mansplaining. But it, but you, I could be telling a story about like playing catch with my daughter. True. And True. like for a long time. True. True. And that that's not mansplaining. Yeah, you're right. You're just being annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, you should see her catch that ball. I yeah. swear to God, you know, she, she it, didn't get it from me. It rolled into a <laughs> ravine and I, I, she went down to get it. Now I wouldn't have had her do that, but you know, she's, <laughs> she's a pioneer. And listen, she's my little princess. And I, I River said, water. Yeah. Check for ticks. Check for ticks. She did, she did a quick once over. Ah, my daughter. <laughs> Check for ticks. I mean, I wanted to do it, but she's my daughter. So yeah. it's weird. But I know that wife of mine isn't doing it. Yeah. Right. Anyway, what did you say your name was? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So this is so the examples are good here. So one man goes into great te- detail on a topic no one asked about. Starting this one since it seems to be Francis's example. Yeah. Did okay. I give that example? I don't remember so, what so, I said. Yeah. She she kind of okay. recaps it. All right. I haven't heard I haven't heard Hannah's episode yet. From but from what I've heard, there's where you went wrong. Hannah asked where Sierra was from. You answered with an additional fun fact. Interesting thing about fun facts, they aren't always fun for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But regardless, this is just people having a discussion. Oh, uh, she's saying this isn't mansplaining. Not yet. She's saying where you went wrong was when you asked if she knew what you were talking about. And when she indicated that she did not, nor did she care, you kept talking, which brought you into mansplaining territory. Man, who is this lady? All the mean. poor girl wanted to know was more about your wife, not the history of the United States. Yeah, but... <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but it's also an assumption on her part. True. It's true. As she said, she didn't hear the episode. Right? She did also say based on how you had described it. But that's oh, completely fair. okay. Had you continued with... Uh, da, da. Okay, yeah. She said, uh, you know, if you had just continued with more fun facts about Sierra, you would have been safe. Wow, that feels sexist to me. <laughs> that feels sexist. To yeah. me, really? I didn't, saying... Yeah, feel I'm, you ready for how I'm going to spin she this? She asked you. Ready for how I'm going to spin this? <laughs> yeah. So I, she's assuming that uh, the female host of a podcast would rather hear fun facts about my wife than military That's history of the United means. States. She she means it because you asked her. She or sorry, she asked you that, which is why. But she did, but then when I pivoted But this is funny, yeah, this is becoming only speak when you're spoken to as a man. <laughs> it is. You may speak. <laughs> and um, you know, I, I'm gonna stick with my uh, understanding of what she said and, and consider it regressive. <laughs> um, okay, so the other, so 
The other two examples, we already kind of outlined what they were. We don't have to go into them, but so that's interesting food for thought. One more. We're going to do one more, and this is a nice one, too, that covers new territory. And this is a new email? It's, it's brief, yes. Okay. Okay, perfect example. Also, hi, I love you guys. Love that. Ugh. <laughs> I love Ugh. it. I love it. Bring it on. Not today. I was on a business trip. Uh, I work in marketing and tech. Few coworkers and I were discussing our old college days. I mentioned that I have a. I mentioned that I had a master's degree in clinical nutrition, which everyone took note of because it's so random and unexpected based on our current field. Cut to the next morning. I'm a little hungover because we went out drinking the night before. I'm sitting with a juice, hydrating, minding my own business. Male coworker. You should drink a Coke instead. You'll feel better. Me? No, I'm all good. I don't really like soda. Male coworker? No, trust me. Trust me. Your hangover will be gone. He then proceeds to give a lengthy and elementary explanation of how your body goes into sugar withdrawals after drinking and you need an insulin spike to stabilize. He is very insistent that I drink a Coke. As a woman with a literal master's degree in clinical nutrition and also a raging headache, I was like, why is this sales rep giving me an anatomy lesson? Wow. It's a pretty good one. Okay, that is that is solid. That's really solid. It's a good example. I think that's an excellent one. Yeah. That's so spot on. Mm-hmm. And um, we have to assume, of course, that that guy was there when she divulged. Right. Her she nutrition. was a clinical nutrition. Yeah. But there you go. Does he? Does he have to have been there? I don't think he has to have been there for that still to be mansplaining. Absolutely. It makes it worse. It makes it, it, makes more it of clearer. A, more first degree. Because that... Yeah. that to me, um, that is she. She she certainly knows the information. He should know that she knows the information if he's there right. and hears her say that. And then the fact that he's still explaining that is mansplaining one oh one. That is as clear cut mansplaining as I could yeah. imagine. Yeah. But right, if he wasn't there and did not know that she had a master's in clinical nutrition, does it somehow? Make it less mansplaining. Yes, but like it's still bad. Well, I don't know. Like it's still like insisting is annoying. You know what I mean? But well, yeah, I, that's, I would, that's almost just like aggressive. I would say it still makes it mansplaining, but like it's much worse if you sat there and know that she knows about nutrition. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So thank you guys for sharing all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, re- really great. Uh, Rich discussion. Really great. And, and women, we appreciate your patience as we learn that you know more than... <laughs> Some of our worst examples are aware. It's funny, dude. Yesterday we were sitting and talking with, I think we were talking with Alex Bennett in the office, and I decided to disclose a fun fact. And I, I stuttered for a second, realizing that it was possible that I was about to mansplain oh, no. to everyone. I forget what it was, but it seemed like I, I avoided any... Well, we're heading towards a world of men just refusing to share information whatsoever. I like sharing facts. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. And, it's and not. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, let me tell you something. Just because it's not a fun fact for you doesn't mean that it's not a fun fact for others who are there. Okay. <laughs> so maybe you need to have a little more fun in your life. Maybe you need to lower your bar for fun. That's what I would say. You have any fun facts ready, Julio? Right now, um, fun like facts. Um, no, uh, but okay. The Powerball is a very large <laughs> number it's, right it's now. Been, it's been, it's been one. It's been one. What? It was one I yesterday. The, oh, really? I thought mm-hmm. the drawing was tonight. Oh, no, oh no. well. Damn. It got one and, and I was <laughs> missed out on that one. so fucked. I had the idea to go shoot a man on the street. Did bit. you do it? Well, I went to do it in front of 
this place that was still selling Powerball tickets. And my idea was, I think I told you about it, to go out and just ask people what they would do if they won the money and whether they would take the annuity payment versus the lump sum and <laughs> kind of play up a character and, and try to get people to buy more tickets maybe than they would have wanted based, because, you know, I'm presenting them with math or something. I, I don't know. I had a couple ideas. We went out to shoot. <clears throat> we were shooting. When I walked out to shoot, the sign on the little newsstand said, Powerball, $1.9 billion. Five minutes later, it said $20 million. Wow. So somebody In the space of time that I was crazy. shooting, How's that possible? somebody claimed the winning ticket. Oh, wow. It was and one it goes, person? One person Amazing. in California. Goes back to zero. Goes God. to its $20 million or whatever. So I wonder this, because it's funny. Like the, As the number gets higher and higher, people tend to play more. But yeah. typ- typically, whatever that number is, is going to change your life. Oh, absolutely. So, like, in theory, if you're only playing the $2 billion one, you should always be playing. Yeah. If, so, you, if you want to win the lotto, you should just be playing it, right? Yeah. Now You're not probably not going to win, obviously. There is a fallacy that somehow you, have, you might have a higher likelihood of winning uh, in the early stage after the big, big pool has been won because fewer people are playing. But that's not correct. Right. Yeah. Because it's about statistically, numbers. the numbers, right. the odds of you getting the right numbers are exactly, <laughs> exactly the, the same, same every single time. as they would be if it were 1.9 billion. Um, Is there any sort of like school of thought on whether it's better to play the same numbers or to do the quick pick? I've heard people talk about it, but I don't know. My guess is that a random number selection is exactly the same likelihood as if you were to pick your own. Yeah. Frankly. Sounds right to me. Um, Yeah. Do you you, you ever play the lotto? You know, when it gets to 1.9, there have been times where I've bought one ticket. Yeah. I probably bought 10 tickets in the past decade. Yeah. There's a couple. So let me ask you this. Do you have any thoughts about when, and this is, I'm not, this is not pointed towards you. Like I have, I know people who are like super, like super duper wealthy people who talk about playing the lotto. It doesn't bother me. Like, I don't care at all. But like, there's this discussion that that's fucked up. Like, that I've they, heard, shouldn't, I've, they shouldn't be in the running. I've heard people be like, that person shouldn't be allowed to play the lotto. Mm. How do you feel about that? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I, you know, like, why shouldn't they be allowed to have fun? <sighs> my too? mind, my, exactly. <laughs> the obvious answer is that you can't prevent anyone from playing the lottery. And then I would go so far as to say, and this is going to be controversial, but the lottery uh, sort of coaxes and, and preys upon people of lesser wealth. In theory, right. And they're the ones that are shouldn't be, you're throwing your money away. You're not going to win, Right. And the, the advertising of the lottery is massive billboards. Hey, you never know. You could be lucky. Blah, blah, blah. That number, $1.9 billion in the largest font you've ever seen flashing in your face. And people are going and buying, you know, five, 10 tickets, and maybe they can't afford to spend <laughs> that five, ten, twenty dollars mm-hmm. Whereas well, I mean, like- an office pool from Goldman Sachs where, you know, the entire trading floor puts in 10 bucks and then they, someone goes out to the newsstand and buys a thousand dollars worth of tickets or whatever. Those, you know, maybe that's less, that's not going to hurt them at all. 
Right, but but like the argument, and it's not my argument, but the argument is that you shouldn't, like those people don't need the money. Like that money isn't going to change those guys' lives as much, which by the way, isn't true. <laughs> like like a guy who works at Goldman and makes a million dollars a year or whatever, making 500 million is going to change that guy's yeah. life. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Without a doubt. Um, so it's an interesting thing, but dude, this is another thing I'll say because I used to say the same thing that you say are saying, which is like these poor suckers are never gonna fucking win. This is so sad. And this guy who sat next to me, I think I told this story like very early on the pod, maybe. I was like, dude, look at all these suckers, and he looked at me like, and he was this like older dude. He goes, I don't know, man, a dollar for hope sounds like a pretty good deal to me. I was like, whoa, dude, holy shit. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, I hope for what, a, a day? But still, and then it's, it's dashed it, no, every day. It, but it is fun to dream about it. The possibility exists. Yeah. Wow, what am I going to do? And like, it's not like you ruin your life by playing the lotto. No, you, know? you don't. You don't. But So the stakes aren't that high when it comes to like, oh, they can't afford it. Like, everybody can afford it. Not everybody, but you know, most people can scrounge together a dollar or two to play the lotto. Yeah, but I think that it becomes a little more insidious than that. I think that there are definitely people that, uh, you know. Yeah, you ever get stuck in the line in the bodega when the guy's like, okay, uh, 15, uh, box two, box yeah. four, uh, quick pick lotto four. Like, they know all exactly. the terminology. You're exactly. Like, ah. And they're playing the lowest stakes thing because that's the one that they can afford. Right. They actually, those people actually win those because those are like drawn daily. They win 500 bucks. Like, is that right? I think so. I don't know. It's well, like, Lotto's big in New York. It's never, it's not set up to reward people. It's right. not. It's right. set up to suck them in, mm -hmm. you know? And that's the whole, that's the whole part of it. So, Right, it taps into like shitty things of all people, all different socioeconomic levels. Right, like for people who don't have money, it gives them maybe maybe you could say it gives them false hope. For people who do have a bunch of money, it's like, all right, dude, like you are greedy. Yeah. I, I'd be very interested <laughs> you know? to see a a graph breakdown of the average income of everybody who bought a ticket, uh, let's say two days ago, because I have to believe that it probably skews towards lower income people yeah but there are more lower income people so wouldn't well that's true but in theory i mean i don't know yeah i guess that's true i don't know whatever good discussion regardless congratulations whoever won the 1.9 bill yeah you already doing to disneyland or it's what? crazy i mean <laughs> it's crazy the that clears after tax because it was it was 2.04 or something Jeez. like that so it clears a billion after wow, tax. That's crazy. Yeah, but then if you take the lump sum, it might not because the lump sum is always less. Or something. Yeah, 800 something. Yeah, I don't you know. Take it. Take it. Yeah, pretty boys. nuts. For the boys. We're back in the studio drinking hangobies. Mine did okay. You love to see it. Love to see it. Today we're sucking on the wake, which is perfect for Francis because he had a big night last uh, night. I need this more than I need love. The wake is really quite nice for, for hangovers, I got to be honest. Uh, and it's amazing. I've really learned that the different flavors of hangobi actually do serve different purposes mm -hmm. if you'd like to use them in a utility fashion. You don't have to. You can just enjoy the taste. Yeah. I like doing that too. Damn um, skippy. I enjoy the wake over a gigantic ice cube, the way that you would serve whiskey, mm -hmm. um, drinking it straight. I enjoy mixing with alcohol with the calm, which is actually a nice thing to do. There you go. There you, you know? go. Um, yeah, a little wake on the walks. Dude, a little wake on the walks. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Wake on yeah. the walks, baby. Um, Nothing's cuter than turning R's into W's. I agree. It's quite cute. I think we can all agree on yeah, that. Yeah, adorable. As a society. Um, but or dude, dare I say, adorable. Adorable. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, Hangover's crushing it, expanding. They're in over 150 stores. Um, you can order all their stuff online. It's a delicious drink and it's a fun brand. Yeah, uh, we, we love we love the Hangover. God, we love the Hangover. We love the Hangover Squad. It's a treat. Yep, we are on board and uh, we're excited for you guys to be too. Go to Hangover.com. Use promo code Oops I'm Hung. 30% off of your order. Hangobi.com, promo code oops, I'm hung, 30% off of your order. Order an assortment, let us know what you think, uh, and enjoy. All right, I got something for you. I wanted to talk to you about this. I want to hear about your night last night, too. Oh, God, fun. yeah. So we went to, we had the uh, this trivia thing. Um, How'd you fare? Are you good at trivia? No, I'm bad. Really? Hmm. I'm not bad at... Um, Jeopardy, but isn't but like, I was bad at this. Is and this I, is this like pop culture skewing? It's or something? so sports heavy. Oh, okay. And the questions oh. are like SEC questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. This run, these, this pair of running backs uh, that played at Big Ten schools in 2004 went first and second in the draft or something. One one was a Pro Bowler and the other is not. Who's who's the non Pro Bowler? Yeah, yeah, that would. That what would the fuck? Answer. I don't know. I feel like we would be a good team for like you trivia need, in general. You need I don't complimentary know, skills. I don't know SEC football shit, but you and I like. I feel like I'm good at geography, and you're really good at like literature and stuff. Like I'm the, pretty good at American history, yeah, and maybe history. But there weren't any history questions. But I'm saying for like for Jeopardy, if you yeah. and I were to do like a quiz bowl team, yeah, I, I, the the like. English and literature section is like harder for me, and I feel like you're good at that. Yeah, um, that's anyway, probably sorry. true. No, no, you're you're right. I mean, we um, I just had a hard time with it, and the questions were really over our heads. And unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, most of the questions that were asked, I think, of both teams, a lot of them were not answerable. Interesting. So you run into a little bit of a of a rut, and then it it, it was in front of a big live audience. And uh, who won the other team? There were three matches. So is it all people here? Yeah, there's a season, the season long thing. And then there's a playoff at the end. Got it. So but, who was on the winning team? Well, on the on the winning team against us was Brandon Walker, who's really good with sports. Fran from Chicks in the Office, who's really good at pop culture. And PFT, who's also really good at sports and history. They have a really good team. I suspect they'll go pretty far. Who is your team? Mine is... Ben Mintz, who is a sports guy. Robbie Fox, who is... <laughs> he's movies, MMA, and Star Wars. <laughs> Those are like his three major <laughs> things that he's excellent at. Um, and then me. And I don't. I can't say that I'm particularly good at any anything. So. Do you have a thing listed in your like bio mm, or whatever? No. It sounds as if everybody has their specialties. There's this misperception that I'm going to be good because people think that I'm I'm smart, so therefore I'm good at trivia. And they're not. It's not like that. Right. Knowing stuff is not necessarily an indication of intelligence. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. But I'm not even I I'm not trying to downplay other people's like superiority in trivia. I I I feel embarrassed by how bad I am at it. And therefore, I was just drinking heavily. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of thought everyone else was. Someone had said to me these these live shows are super fun. Everyone gets really banged up. There's a lot of shit talking and <coughs> crowd gets really into it. It's really really fun. So I thought, okay, great. And they had a big handle of vodka they had a ton of fireball back there in the green room <laughs> so i'm you know taking big 
big swigs, big old swigs, and trying to get other people to take shots with me. But I, I, I ended up taking like a shot with different people, mm. but nobody else was taking more than that one shot. And then I was just leagues ahead of everyone else <laughs> on the drinking front. And my poor, lovely wife, Sierra, came and had a good time. And then we took an Uber home. And I said something in the Uber that I shouldn't have said. Mm. Started a fight. Mm. We didn't really talk to each other for the rest of the ride. And then when we got home, I sent myself to sleep on the couch. Wow, you were you were a bad boy. I was. I went. There are to the dogs dog, that do that. You I went, went to the dog bad house. girl, and they put their head down and go back in their cage. Yeah, I, I sent myself <laughs> to sleep on the couch, and um, when I woke up the next morning, you know, the the dust hadn't cleared yet. I we had to have our. I had to apologize, and and she sort of said like, "What was that? Why would you have said that? You know, why did you do that? And then you didn't talk to me for the rest of the ride, and then you didn't sleep in the bed." And that was a really interesting moment for me because I did those things because I was ashamed and I thought she wouldn't want me around. Okay, let me ask you this, all right? Not just out of curiosity, is it possible that at the moment you didn't mean it that way, but now you're saying that because you realize it's like an out? That's a that's a very interesting thought. It's just a question. I'm you not mean, suggesting I, you've done it. Was I sleeping on the couch as a way of like punishing her? No, you're or? like, you know what? Like, I don't want to be near you right now. I'm sleeping on the couch or I'm upset. I'm not going to talk right now. And then you go wake up. You realize it's not a big deal. And she's like, why would you do that? And you're like, oh, like, I think you misunderstood. Like, I was punishing myself for what I had done. So that you could end the fight or something. That's a good that's a good thought. That's a good thought. Oh man, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I can't really read my subconscious right now. Uh, well, let's, I don't know we that can I take have, it at face value. No, I don't think I deserve that. I don't think I deserve that. I think it's probably, unfortunately, more of what you said, which makes me even more of an asshole. <laughs> well, it could, it could be a combination too. You know, you know it might be. Whatever. It might be. <laughs> I will say. I mean, first of all, I was very drunk, and this behavior made me really think, oh, maybe I shouldn't really drink that much. So this was like a very, this was a... a this is a nasty side of me. I, I, was, I was really... It was uh, a high tier of drunkenness? Yeah, I was, I was like, I, I had had so much liquor quickly. And that was, it was, that's it. And I don't drink like that. It's, it can be dangerous. When I was you, drinking you, shots and being like, I'm trying to get fucked up. I don't normally drink for a, 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 to, for a goal anymore. In college, I did, but I don't right. do that anymore. Right. Now I drink for taste. I like right, right. cocktail. I'll have another. Ooh, maybe now I'll switch to beer. A I, beer I know feels what you like mean, a good though. taste. That is a dangerous impulse to be like, I want to get fucked up right now. Yeah. I've done it before, and it's funny because you're like, and it, it somehow seems like it isn't working till cut to like a couple hours later. You're like, having way too intense of a conversation or something. You're like, let me explain something to you, bro. I, I, I had no, <laughs> exactly. That? Like I had no self-awareness. My yeah. self-awareness was gone. And to the degree that when we came off stage after the trivia thing and had been utterly waxed by this other team, <laughs> I, 
I just started complaining about the whole thing like a bitch. Being like, I can't believe we lost. Or no, being, being like, like those rigged. questions were too hard. This is not good entertainment. Like, why does <laughs> what what paying customer wants to see two teams fumble around tr- trivia questions? Where was this done? Terminal Five. Oh wow, it was a big venue. And the truth is, it was a really good event, and it was really well curated. And I'm sure that if I'd been able to get more of the questions, or just we had won, I wouldn't have said anything negative about the experience. So were you in a bad mood because of that? I was in a bad mood. And then I, you know, the, the sad part of being in a serious relationship is that unfortunately, especially since quarantine, whenever you're in a bad mood, at least I am, I typically convey that to whoever is around. Well, what do you mean convey it to? Like I'm in a bad mood or you mean you like take it out on them? Um... I'll do I'll do both. I try not to take it out. No. I try not to. And I've gotten a lot better about that. But still, you're in a bad mood and whoever's with you is with a person who's in a bad mood, which is just not going to be that great for them probably. But it is what it is. We all have our days, you know? Yeah. And even like, you know, if, if Hill Boogie's in a bad mood, I will give her her space and benefit of the doubt. And I don't try to turn it. I don't try to turn her. I think you're probably really good at that. I try to help. I try to help. Sierra, but uh, she, first of all, she's not in a bad mood that often. But when yeah. she is, she's so eternally positive that I, I freak out. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think trying to help is is fine. But then sometimes you'll be like, "All right, this isn't like this. Just needs to sort of you need to find your way back. Time to needs to go by for this. To yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To fix itself. Damn. Either way, everything you've just said has made me sink even deeper into my own <laughs> shame. So wait, but you were you like a dick? Or were you just being... Honestly, do you know what I said? <laughs> Please. And I wasn't... I don't think this is that bad. I think I started giving her shit for drinking too much. Ah. Uh, because okay. it was a work event and I was like... And I'm, by the way, again, I'm shit-faced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> con, 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 like, <laughs> condemning another person. And she wasn't that fucked up. Mm. She wasn't. This is really juvenile behavior. Hey, dude, it's okay. It's real. It's and real shit. And for everyone listening, I am very sorry and ashamed and aware of how ridiculous and hypocritical it is to accuse someone else of being drunk when you are 10 times more drunk than they are. Yeah. yeah. Dude, listen, I've made versions of this error. And actually, and I, I've tried to learn from my mistakes. I've learned that it's not nice to say to somebody, you were pretty drunk last night. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Even if I don't mean it as a bad thing, I'm not trying to make the person self-conscious. It's obvious the person I'm talking about is the person I'm dating. You know what I mean? Right. If I'm like, you, hey, you drank a lot last night. Like, nobody likes to hear that. You know something? <laughs> I like to hear it. <laughs> and that's because my whole college time, everyone and since, typically the charge against me is that I'm not going hard enough. You're a bitch. You're a lightweight. Wow. You, you Irish goodbye at 11. Come on. <laughs> stay for one more drink, you pussy. In college, too? I got that all the time. Wow. I've always been seen as like this featherweight, lightweight guy. Not even, but not even someone who just like gets drunk on too few drinks, but rather that I'm not willing to to send it the way that they do. But a bit chilly out there today, G. I know, man. We're back kinda, to reality. Yeah, it's, it's, we had that Indian summer moment and now it's back to the brisk fall, which 
I'm happy about. Yeah, I love it. You I'm know, rocking my very nice Muggsy sweatshirt. Well, here. I was I was gonna say before you cucked me. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, can I just say that it occurred to me recently? This is a quick aside in the middle of this ad read, which is why I hope people do listen to our ad reads because there's sometimes some fun stuff. But um, that. I, it occurred to me that I really enjoy watching my friends hug my wife. Well, that's yeah, that is cucky, cucky. Well, that that's as far <laughs> as the cuckery goes. That's as far as it goes. Yeah, yeah. It's something about like, oh, they like her. That's good. That's nice. And I like that I'm an adult now, where our couples, when we when we get together, we all hug each other. That's nice, dude. And I like watching that. I like the fact my friends are are warm enough and kind enough to to really embrace with meaning my wife. I sir, I relate to that. My Hillary loves my teddy bear, and when I watch her hug the teddy bear, it gives me a lot of pleasure. Your your teddy bear? Yes, my childhood teddy bear, who's named Teddy. I'm not so sure that that's the same thing. <laughs> it sort of is. It's like non-sexual. Yeah, but there isn't a world where all of a sudden, if she started <laughs> hooking up with your teddy bear, and you were in the corner being like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and then some other people might like watching that. <laughs> Dude, it may, they, a market may exist for that. <laughs> never know. Oh man, if only, <laughs> if only I had the dick that my teddy bear does. <laughs> Anyway, all um, this is to say, all this Francis is to say there. that I was wearing some <laughs> of my favorite Muggsy jeans in the cold weather today. The thermos, they are flannel lined and they are not too hot, but nice and toasty to give you that, give you that extra layer of warmth with jeans that don't look fat and poofy. The, you, the ad that you made, dude, was one of the great branded content spots I've seen. That's so funny. Where'd you see that? Barstool's Barstool, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He, he actually showed me the video I out of context. It, to him right, right it was unclear specifically where it was posted, but yeah, find that. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, no. The the thermo jeans are awesome. Uh, it's hard to find like uh, flannel lined jeans that don't get a little too bulky. Totally. But they've got those. They've got a couple different options for levels of warmth, and then they're just their regular jeans. Everything looks super super nice. Uh, they look like four hundred, five hundred dollar jeans. Totally. But they stretch. They move. Uh, they're comfortable and they look great. Yeah, go to Muggsy.com now and shop everything at prices of up to 30% off. Um, that's a pretty, that's pretty good. good discount. This is it. This is when holiday legends are made. Establish yourself as the greatest gift giver in history or treat yourself by heading over to Muggsy.com for up to 30% off of the entire site full of the most comfortable and best looking jeans, pants, and tops that this world has ever seen. That's Muggsy.com. No code is needed for up to 30% off your entire order. With free shipping and free returns, if you don't like them, experience life-changing comfort with Muggsy. In fact, when I was in Scottsdale, Arizona this past weekend, this is nuts. <laughs> this is nuts. I was with this guy, White Sox Dave, who's a colleague of mine. You've met him mm -hmm. and a very funny and great, great character here at Barstool. And we had wrapped shooting for the day. And there was a really cool bar. It was a speakeasy bar in our hotel. One of those gimmicky ones where you have to go into a phone booth, dial a number, and then a wall opens. Mm -hmm. And you go in, you sit at the bar, and all of a sudden the, you're, the bartender's like, what do you like? And you say, well, I like Special K and lemon and maybe, <laughs> you know, whiskey. And they're like, okay. And he chefs you up something right. that's like tastes like all those things. Um, and... <laughs> So we're sitting in there. We have two cocktails. It had been a really long day. 
long, long day of shooting, you know, nine to six, mm-hmm. running and gunning. And um, we were flying home early the next morning. We had to get up and get on a flight at, you know, eight o'clock or 7.30. And uh, so I said, after the second cocktail, I was like, all right, I, I'm going to bed. And he goes, have one more with me. And I was like, no, no, I'm sorry. You know, I, I was only going to have one. Then I had another. I need to go to bed. And he goes, you fucking pussy. <laughs> and there's, by the way, there's like three other people in this bar. It's small. There's not loud music. And I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take that. And then he goes, you're a fucking pussy. Oh, my God. Dude, are we going to fight? And I was like, uh-huh. Either way, I'm leaving. <laughs> and then he went, he got out of his seat and walked down the bar to another couple. And he goes, hi, hi. I'm sorry to interrupt. Is there any chance that you could tell my friend that he's a fucking pussy? Oh, my God, dude. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh. And... They were like, no, no, no. But then, were you guys filming a this at third least? guy? No, <laughs> a third guy who was not part of that group came over and just tapped me on the shoulder and goes, "Hey, hey, I'm sorry, but uh, you're a fucking pussy." <laughs> just like said it nicely, said it nicely to me. Dude, that's amazing. And then uh, and that was the that was the tax I had to pay to go to bed. Did you end up having another drink? No. <laughs> that's amazing. And by the way, this is what gives me anxiety about being in any social situation. I would have ended up I would have broken and had a drink. I'm not as strong willed as you. But that would make me feel worse than Yeah, not because, having control of the situation. I know sucks. I know that it's not one more drink. Right. One more drink right. is going to be at least a few more. There's no, there's no moment where he says you've done well. Yeah, okay. I, I, I let, I let you go. Give him a massive. You're released. Yeah. And by the way, I love Dave. He was being funny. He is funny. Uh, you know. But this situation, this is why I, I Irish goodbye a lot, is because I fear you don't want to deal with the that. people who try to keep me. Which may sound really... No, it's good. I'm glad I don't have people in my life who do things like that. <laughs> Just make me stressed out. It, it, but it doesn't matter to me if they're being nice or mean about it. Right. Like that approach that he took gives me the same amount of anxiety as someone who's like, oh, we, we never get to see you. Interesting. Come on. Are you sh- really? Oh, come on. It's just one more drink. Can't you just... It's, it's not even late. We like you. We're having such a good conversation. Yeah, these yeah, are the yeah. moments. Yeah. These, are, these are the moments. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like when all of that. All of that, that just makes my I skin crawl. It gives me because then you go to bed feeling like you've disappointed people. If you don't, if you didn't stay, if you don't stay, totally. But, but, but dude, I, but listen, as as the guy who stays, people know that they can get me with that. Come on, like they'll they like it's like a running joke. People should know they can't get me. Right, right. People so, at this point in my life should know. A lot of them probably do. I'm not giving enough credit to my friends who just don't fight for me anymore. I don't fight. I don't fight you. People don't really. Yeah, the people who know me don't fight me. No, but it's not even like I'm just not that kind of person. I don't fight people. And that's I'd like you to just good. do what you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what's wrong with that? Why dude? is that so hard? Generally speaking, I'd like people to do what they want because it's not fun to hold someone hostage. Oh, aren't we having fun? I'm now being the Taliban. 
You're yeah. <laughs> that's right. You know, fuck that, dude. Right. Um, but yeah, it's funny, man. Like that is real. But okay, so this is the thing that's interesting. I hear you saying all this. I don't know if it's me. Maybe I'm giving myself a premature pat in the back. But when we hang out, I've never been like Francis isn't gonna drink. You're all like, if anything, like you are like the one who's setting the tone that drinking is gonna be done. And then I'm like, all right, Francis is going. I'm going. Type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you just see me and you're like, oh, look at that face. You're one of my favorite people to drink with. And I mean that. You, tru- you truly are. Look at that face. <laughs> one, because you don't make me uncomfortable. You are a, a relaxant mm. to my psychoses, my neuroses and my psychoses. You, you are somebody I know is not going to force me to linger. You're not going to hold me hostage. You know my limits. You know me well enough. We don't ever get into arguments or fights when we're drinking. Never. And there do are. Do you have friends who you do get into fights with when you're drinking? There are people that I not so much fights, but um, people that I'm more wary of. Who, if I'm drinking with them, I will drink less. I'll drink fewer and slower. Interesting. Because you know. I know that I want to maintain my keel, my even keel, should they become more unhinged. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Because otherwise it can get out of control. And, and let me tell you something. In my life, that spider sense has been a valuable asset. Yeah, that is. Because I've been around people, not even just for me, but who I knew, you know, as the more they drank would be more likely to become combative with strangers or say crazy shit. And that, you know, I needed to be the peacekeeper probably mm-hmm. and have my wits about me. There have been nights where I've I've had one drink, seen where things were going a hundred miles ahead of it yeah. and stopped drinking. That's good. That's good. And being like, we're going to need to get out of this. Right, right. That I have a very specific in- instance in my, we got fucking hell. In college, a bunch of us went to a nightclub on a Wednesday. <laughs> the place was called Splash. It was in Boston. Might have been, do you remember that place? <sighs> I don't know if I, if I, if it was around, where was it? I think it was near BU. And I say that because there were a lot of BU kids there. Was it, so, but where was it though? I don't know. Was it, it might have been near, I think it was near, Neyland Street. I think it was near Fenway. Is it possible that it was near Fenway? Maybe not. I don't know that I either, yeah, I, I, I never went there, but I'm also older than you. Near Um, yeah, so. On the, you know, I don't recall, but maybe. Yeah. Okay. So we went there. I, I don't know. It was someone's birthday or some shit. I, I don't know why. Like Wednesdays, <laughs> senior year, we just started doing more exploring of yeah. Boston. We didn't really leave campus or Cambridge that much before. before that. And part of that was we weren't 21, but we went on a Wednesday to Splash. And a buddy of mine was uh, a kid on the lacrosse team, had been dating a girl who went to BU. They had broken up. She was there with a bunch of dudes and they had a table and we were like nearby. And at some point my buddy went over to talk to her and, you know, one of them ended up throat like pouring a drink on his head, full drink, you know, and that guy was like standing up on a, on a, on a, on the booth or whatever. And and he just went like that. And that just, it was 
the spark. It was the the, the assassination of Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was the beginning of World War One. Yeah. Do you know about, you know World about War that? One? Do you know about that? <laughs> you certainly want to hear more about the genesis uh, of the World Balkans. War One than this story you asked me about. Well played, Julio. <laughs> That was really good. That was delicious. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so they he poured a drink on his head, and uh, I I I don't know that my friend even reacted. To be honest, I think he was so forlorn over the breakup that he kind of just slumped his shoulders. But then someone else from our group was like, "That won't stand," and uh, did something. I don't remember what it was, but. I ushered my the guy who'd had the drink poured on him out of the club. Okay. And it was, dude, when I say it was dumping snow, I'm talking from the time we went into the nightclub to this point, which was only, I don't know, two hours. <laughs> there were, you couldn't drive on the street anymore. In Boston. It was like, underrated it was a foot had come down. Jesus. And we went outside. And dumping kid. I just said, like, we're we're in the we're heading into our lacrosse season. Like, uh, there's no reason for this to get worse. And the the rest of the group we had come with, I think, was not on the team for the most part. Okay. So I hate to say this, but like, I wasn't as close with those guys, and I I wasn't worried about the consequences for them as much. You were like, you were doing the malice at the palace, pulling Ron Artest off the court, covering his face while people were dumping beers on his head. Exactly. Literally. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. So, <laughs> dumping vodka sodas on his blazer. Vodka crayon. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So, I pulled him out, and a, a, a couple others came with us, and we were outside, and we we were like, potentially they wanted to get in a cab, but I said, no, we can't leave, because our crew is still in there, and that situation is not finished. I knew it was going to get worse. And um, I hadn't, I had stopped drinking at the club because I saw this happening in slow motion. And um, sure enough, I think we waited shivering in the snow for like 45 minutes. So, so, but you, it sounded like you were going to go back in, but no, you were just waiting for the, I needed to stay with that guy because he was angry and he wanted to go back in. Okay. And I needed to stop, stop him. him. Got it. And just be like, you're good. Don't worry about it. You got to flush this. There's no retribution to be had. There's no win here. The win is not engaging. Yes. Um, but sure enough, dude, I'm telling you, I think 30 to 45 minutes, somebody had to like get their coat, which is what was preventing the rest of the group from getting out. Mm. And in that wait time, a full-blown melee broke out in the club. Oh, wow. Between the rest of our guys wow. and those guys from BU. Wow. And I, dude, I looked up and there was a, I remember there were like stairs out of the club and then there was like a, a ramp. Uh, and a buddy of mine who has become a much closer friend of mine to this day, who's a huge dude who you know, he came out of the club with like five little 
dudes <laughs> clawing at him, like tearing at his hair, like throwing these little rabbit punches. The hyenas. And he was just like trying to like shake him off, hulk his way out of it. And they they fought down the ramp. Um, that's like a Lion King. Like Zorro. Yeah. That's crazy. And then it all everything spilled out into the street and it was just this like weird, slippery brawl where they were very tactical, I remember, because they were pretty small and they would like they would punch someone and then sort of dart away. Okay. And that would be Oh no, no <sighs> We're mad, we're mad <laughs> But then we couldn't find them in in the mess and there was a bouncer <laughs> trying to separate it and cabs trying to pick people up but slipping around and and then um Crazy, <laughs> and then man. like we thought they'd gone and out of nowhere they'd like come from behind a car and sucker punch another person in the face and then Jesus. It was it was guerrilla warfare. Yeah. They were and they were they beat us. Wow. They didn't like hurt anyone really badly, but they just They, they were on their turf and they knew the they knew the territory. They were so agile. They yeah. were so fast. Wow. And uh yeah, and then uh that was how that was that night. So anyway, wow. far, right far. down the street from the ride of Paul Revere. Yeah. <laughs> how fitting, dude. <laughs> um, dude. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Fucking A. Dude, I'm thinking about I'm playing with the idea of doing like a winter spa retreat for New Year's. Mm. I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know how we're going to do it. And the flights between Christmas and New Year's are just so expensive that yeah. if that's the only time we can go, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. There's nothing affordable. Not good. Um, but if we can go after, I don't know, maybe like Austria, somewhere like, Whoa. you know, I don't know. We'll see. But I'll tell you what I'm going to be packing. What? My bird dog shorts. Yeah. For that sweet uh, hot spring surrounded yep. by cold, icy Alps mountains. Yep. Wow. Yep. That sound, <laughs> those do sound like the right shorts to wear in one of the most romantic and wonderful yep. places you could possibly be. And they double as your indoor shorts. You, you, you know, what can be said about bird dog shorts that hasn't already been said about Bird dog shorts. Uh, yeah, some of the great inventions in the world. Yep. The light bulb. The peanut butter jar. <laughs> The uh, the saxophone. Um, Tesla. <laughs> sure. We're, uh, we're not great at inventions. Either way, we don't have to be. The because <laughs> Yeah, that, that should have been, been number two. Should have been up one. there. Uh, alongside the, br- the Bird Dog Shorts. We love Bird Dog Shorts. We love their pants. We love their joggers. Everything they make, absolutely spectacular. Phenom. Uh, go to birddogs.com. Use promo code OOPSIE, O-O-P-S-I-E. That'll get you some fun stuff with your order. <laughs> we don't know what it is, but it's a surprise. That's what makes it fun. Promo code OOPSIE, birddogs.com. Deck your halls with bird dog shorts. Fa la 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 la. Um, what were you gonna say though? Because I I can't yeah. believe how long that story went on. I, no, it's all right. I forget what I I forget something about fighting probably. Well, yeah. it was like uh, not drinking because you want to. Oh, because you want to prevent shit like that from going down. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, do you have that sixth sense? Not really, but I don't like. I don't know. Like, I don't ever have that like the i don't have that feeling because like i don't end up in that situation that often and it's but it's not only about the individual like i don't if i see something like boiling over like i don't feel the need to like stop it Mm. unless of course if it's about to get like physical but like i can't remember the last time something like that happened 
I sometimes I wonder if I worry too much and that if I were to just roll with the punches, literally, yeah. <laughs> then things wouldn't end up that badly. It's, I mean, dude, it sounds like you have been pretty spot on with your predictions. And I remember you telling a story, too, about Italy where like same, you saw it same exact and you're like i'm gonna need to have my wits about me mm. i've gotten that story from a couple different people too and it's interesting to hear how they like line up pretty smart was on. mine close yeah it's just it's it's one of those things where it's like seven main characters are in the same place <laughs> at the same night let's follow all their stories that's cool you know yeah that's, that's cool fun, yeah and that brings me great great point i got a show recommendation for Ooh, you good. it's called playlist Ooh, it down. and it is the swedish story of how Spotify was made. Oh, fun. And it's oh, awesome. On Netflix? It's on Netflix. Yeah, I it's, saw it. You got to watch yeah, it in Swedish it. with subtitles. Cool. The Swedish know how to make good shows, by the way. What else do they make? They've made a bunch. Uh, maybe not, let's expand it to Scandinavian general. Oh, general yeah. But yeah, they've got some great, great like mysteries and crime dramas. And I can't remember. My parents are always recommending them. Uh, this one's really great. Each episode is told from the vantage point of a different... Ah, fun. Uh, storyteller who are the main characters in the founding of Spotify. Okay, cool. cool, um, cool. And how it completely changed the music industry. That's fun. You know, that's a that's a fun. It's really really good. Highly recommend. I have a couple of recommendations too. Well, actually, one in particular. I've really been enjoying Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh, really? That's Guillermo del Toro. Uh huh. It's like uh, it's basically like Alfred Hitchcock presents, Mm. where it's like a new story each time, which can kind of be a difficult format. But it's really fun. They're all they're all really true to form, and I'd be curious to hear what people's favorite ones are because I've been reading like what was the best one lists, and they don't really have a ton in common, mm. which is what makes you know that it's like, like uh, what is it that the Black Mirror kind of, but it's like Twilight Zone. Like there's a host at the beginning of the show, seemingly for no reason, oh, who introduces some concept, and then they show the story. And there's it. different people in everyone. There's a word, by the way, a very good vocab word which I don't have. Uh, about tele- a television show where each episode can stand alone. Oh. Is it? it? Maybe. That's not what I was thinking of, but it's the style of a show where you can watch e- each episode and it's not chrono- chronological. Right, uh, but it's not even not chronological. There's none of the same people in it. So it's different from like Law & Order in that Law & Order, it's a different story, but it's the same people. Uh-huh. The same like people who solve the crimes, but there are different people. Yeah. This is different people in every single episode, different characters in every single episode. Got it. Different time periods. The word, the word that comes to my mind is epistolary, but I don't. I think that means told in like letter format. So something close to that, though. Have you been liking White Lotus? Uh, yeah. Me too. Me too. I do like it. It's hard to pull off the different story. It is, thing. and they are so un. It's so unpredictable about where things are going, and the the guy who made it. Matt White or something. Yeah, I think that's his name. He has no fear of not giving the audience what it wants, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah, you know, it takes balls. And now we're now we he we now we're along for the ride because season one he pulled it off. Yeah, so well, right. and he did it in season one. There were moments where I was like, where the what what, what is what's this happening? mess? Yeah, yeah, where what's the point of this? Is there character development? Are we leading towards something? And then and there was a, a kind of a, a big heightening of the action. Dude, so my parent or my dad or okay, my parents watch White Lotus, right? And my dad 
was like, man, he's like that scene where this isn't really a spoiler alert. There's a scene where somebody like eats someone's ass, basically mm-hmm. a man, a man <laughs> exactly eats another man's ass, that. basically. Mm-hmm. And too. he's like, man, he goes, he goes, that was like kind of crazy. He's like, do you think they really did that? Like, do you think he, <laughs> he goes, do you think it was actually the guy or like, was it a different guy? <laughs> like, was there a stunt double? I was like, I don't know. Actually, that's a pretty good question. And then he goes, would you do that? Like for a show? <laughs> and I'm like, dad, I don't know. Like I suddenly revert to this like high school version of myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess the answer is yes. Like if, especially if it were a really good show, I would eat a man's ass. Are you saying, are you, come on. <laughs> but not, no, but you're not like, act- didn't have his tongue in that's his what I'm, butt. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like I would put my face in a man's ass, but only in a really good show, and only if I were the main character. Like I wouldn't. Wow. Eat a guy's ass to be on one episode, dude. I wouldn't be that because I've I've gotten auditions before where they're like one episode full frontal nudity. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's this not, is this is like yeah. look, we're gonna pass on this one. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. <laughs> what about you? Would you do it? Uh, well, my guess is that the guy who's at, who the recipient is is still wearing some like a thong or something, some kind There's of underwear. Some sort of barrier. Yeah, they, they what are the what, Birkins? I think they call them. I don't know. It's the thing that actors wear during sex scenes so to that their privates are not uh, are not exposed. And yeah, um, I, I'm assuming that there is a way to kind of uh, shoot that where you're not asking something of an actor that, you know, yeah, is going to be really traumatic for them. And isn't that fucked up? Like, okay, as if you're an actor and you're in some show, you're getting paid like a lot per episode, theoretically, right? And maybe like slightly less for HBO than for uh, like primetime or whatever, however that all works. But it's fucked up to me that you get paid more to not eat a man's ass than you do to actually eat a man's ass. Like if you do porn, you eat a man's ass. I think you make less money than sticking your face up to the man's ass, but not having to actually what physically a, eat the what ass. What a way to present that. <laughs> that is only you. That's like the that that is as strange logic as the time that you were trying to tell me that there is a two-letter name for every letter in the alphabet. PJ, KJ, JJ, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Just I, where, how your brain snatched that? <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me I get fifty thousand dollars and I don't have to actually eat the man's yes. ass? That is correct. Oh wow, that's incredible. How it made it some kind of a quid pro quo? <laughs> I don't. I just, I'm fascinated. Dude, I've been cooking up a storm. Oh, gotta love HelloFresh. I like it. I like hearing that you're cooking. Dude, it's it's just amazing at the amount of new things I'm making all at once. And it just shows you that like following directions is not rocket science. No, it's not. And and cooking can be scary because you think there's all these crazy techniques and we watch these really complicated cooking shows because it's fun to watch, you yeah. know, chopped and Michelin yeah, star right. people reveal how they made the perfect souffle. <laughs> But the reality is you can make absolutely delicious food in a somewhat simple manner, especially if you're using HelloFresh. Totally. It breaks down all the specific ingredients you need. So like there isn't any of this like crazy stuff that you don't know where to find. And obviously it's not that crazy to a person who cooks, but to me it is crazy. Um, With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients, seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. I mean, dude, it's time to cozy up and save money by cooking at home, baby. It's all you can do. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, fall and into winter is the perfect time to experience the delicious taste and un. 
unparalleled convenience of HelloFresh. Um, and it's great if you don't have any time, dude. HelloFresh is quick and easy meals, and they have 20-minute recipes or like low prep, easy cleanup options. It means you'll spend less time in the kitchen and more time with your loved ones. Uh, right now, HelloFresh.com slash OOP65 and use code OOP65 for up to 65% off plus free shipping. Let me, um, can I tell you one thing? Yes. Or should I save this? Uh, what is it about? It's quick. <laughs> yeah, All right, ahead. I got a story for you. You're going to love in. what I've done. Stick it in, dude. You're going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to love what I did. What You're going to love this. Okay, so I flew to, uh, oh, quick update. Oh, uh, yeah. Quick update on the, uh, the flights. I'm at 46. Yeah. I think I'm at 46. Colorado's at 44. All right. Flying this weekend. Oh. RT. Oh, dude, by the way, just got upgraded to first with the companion certificate. Bringing the dog with me. Oh, my God, <gasps> Love to see it. I was like, welcome to flying with Platty Daddy, maybe. Yeah, that's pretty dope, <laughs> Come dude. Come on down. That's pretty Come on good. Down. That's tasty. <laughs> Damn. Um, good right. for you. Sorry. So, Sorry. no. That, so, all right. I got. I have a hack for you that... As I was doing it, I was so excited to tell you about Amazing. it. So I didn't have a ton of time. I got to the airport. I was flying from JFK to uh, to Phoenix. And, uh, have you been to that airport before? I hadn't. It's really Is nice. Is that fun for you to visit a new airport? Yeah, now. I enjoy it. Now, now that we've <laughs> talked so much about them. <laughs> I enjoy it. Right, uh, continue. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. It was a good airport. Nice. Well, you know, I, I, there's so many ways to judge an airport. And for me, it's like, all right, do they have a Centurion Lounge? Oh, yeah, do they have helps. a Delta Lounge? Uh, what sort of food do they have? How are the bathrooms? I like also the interior design. Yeah, that Sometimes. one was new. It was glistening. Thick. That's a city on, on, on the way up or, or down. <laughs> Well, they've developed so much in Phoenix. Oh, got it. Got so it, got much, it, got and now they've—I think they've overbuilt. And it's sort of like a Nashville kind of situation. Yeah. Where you could argue, you're like, all right, maybe we want it got out of hand or whatever. It's not a. It's not a. You know, it's a city is that as the globe warms, is really going to be difficult to live in. Um. Yeah, from right. fucking oh. May until interesting October. It's ridiculous uh anyway we're at i'm at jfk i took public transportation out there because it was rush hour and out of boy i just saved the 140 dollars yeah. on the uber Fuck and that. and the company was going to expect i could have expensed it too but i was just like i don't want to I, I just want to be moving yeah yeah even if it's underground and sure enough you know i do this i get on the air train terminal one and terminal two at jfk are under construction so the air train's not going to those terminals. You have to get out at Terminal oh, dude, 8 it's a disaster. and get on a bus. bus. Uh, yeah. And then the bus goes to Terminal 1 first. I had to go to Terminal 2. I had allocated plenty of time. This took me to the wire. Yeah. The amount of bullshit. Dude, it's a nightmare. Took me to the wire. And yeah. I was mad because I was like, I've done this to whatever. Yeah. I get to the airport. I don't have much time. Fortunately, TSA, clear go through the security line as though it's not even there solid and then i had like terminal which terminal again terminal two it's the worst one it's terrible it's bad it's terrible one and two are both terrible i had i had very little time but i the gate that i was at was right in front of the delta lounge so i just dipped in there for a second now it's a long flight 
five hours to Phoenix. And they are people argue that the Phoenix flight is one of the worst flights. It's so bad. Because they don't they don't have the good planes. Yeah. And it for the plane goes slower, so it like takes the same amount as getting to LA. Sucked. Yeah. Sucked. Um so I am I, I go into the Delta Lounge and I you know, this is what I did. Ready? They had the food. They had the food. The, mm-hmm. the buffet. Solid food. Right? And I know I don't have time to eat it, but I have a long flight and I want food for the flight because I'm gonna get hungry. Because I haven't eaten dinner. So they had Starbucks to go cups mm. with plastic tops. Wow. And you're not allowed <laughs> to take food out of the Delta Lounge. Wow. I looked one way and then the other. And then I filled one cup up with the chicken yeah. entree, filled it to the brim, <laughs> cap on top. Wow. Filled up another cup with the rice thing. Wow. Cap on top. Third cup up with the kale salad, cap on top. Put them in my shoulder bag wow. and walked out with a plastic fork and you ate dog. a full-blown meal on the plane for free. You dog. Didn't and pay for it. You're fucking, I'm just drinking some chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. mind me. Dude, no, I, had my, I had my fork, so I was just, you know. Fantastic. But it was like, I those were perfect to-go containers. And dude, let me tell you something. Well done. That meal, if I had tried to buy it, Oh yeah! In the airport, what forty bucks, dude? I consider <laughs> money saved by eating for free in lounges as income. Absolutely, <laughs> I consider it income. Well, it's really <laughs> goes against the cost, your yearly cost of the card. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, totally. And I, to be honest, I love doing this, but like I have a list, and I have a, a moment where I've eclipsed the cost of the card. Oh, you really? I, put it in print, I have an actual list. You money saved from Amex 2022. <laughs> <laughs> what a victory. What Dude, a victory. 100% huge W for the boys. Yeah, that was a big win. I was really pleased, and I was I thought everyone would be really happy with me about that one. So Happy for you, dude. Now, if yeah. you're going to do this, thank you. <laughs> if you're going to do this, don't you be overt about it, okay? Because I don't want the cover being blown and the Delta Lounge people to start looking around yes. for all of us. We don't want the cat to come out of the bag no or the chicken in- to come out of the cup. That's exactly right. <laughs> The cat must stay in the bag. Good people. Awesome, All right. Awesome, man. Good shit. Cool. Good app. Good app. Good app. FWR for us. Facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. They were flying with facts with Ryan. <laughs> we got a lot today. Oh, so, so this is, it's been a fun episode. So let's start off with rapper mistakes. Okay. Uh, when you mentioned the Snoop Dogg reference, I immediately thought of when Lil Yachty uh, sang the song Peekaboo, and he... One of the lyrics is, she blow that dick like a cello, and he didn't know until well after the song was released that that is a bowed string instrument. <laughs> he thought it was a woodwind? He just he just didn't think or- He thought it was an oboe. The yeah, he thought it was it a woodwind instrument. Hilarious. Yeah. Wow. Or, or a brass instrument. Yeah. And then here's some stuff about the lottery. So <laughs> one in 292.2 million people win the lottery. You're more likely to be hit by a meteor, which is one in 1.6 million- Dying in a plane crash, which is one in 20 million. Becoming president, which is one in 32.6 million. Going to the ER with a pogo stick related injury, <laughs> one in 115,000. And then having conjoined <laughs> twins, one in 200,000. Hang oh on. Oh my God. Hang on. Can you, can you give me the meteor again? Is that one in six one million? In one po- or one, yeah. One in 1.6 million. And so, and then give me the plane crash? One in 20. Million? 
So you're telling me that getting hit by a meteor is more, much more common than getting in a plane crash? Dying in a plane crash. Yeah. That's, I'm That's surprised crazy. by how likely it is to get hit by a <laughs> meteor. <laughs> What's the odds of getting hit by lightning? Uh, That's got to be it's up, le- up It's there. less than winning the lottery. That's got to be pretty. That's another uh, fun recommendation. It's not that fun, but there's a show Earth Storm <laughs> on Netflix about like natural disasters. Mm. Tornado episode is pretty crazy. Uh. Less one... Less than a million, one to less than a wow, million. Wow, that's I don't know common. Specifically, I'm, that was the fact I shared with you and Alex. I was like, you wow. know, there's, I was like, you know, there's uh, four to- there's more tornadoes <laughs> in the U.S. than than four times the rest of the world. That was the fact. <laughs> and I immediately was like, oh my god, what have I done? She's from Oklahoma. She's from Oklahoma. God damn it. She knows she tornado knows. statistics. <laughs> She knows. That's amazing. That's really funny. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> She's from Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, man. I'm troubled by this meteor frequency. <laughs> I'm Francis troubled. needed any more yeah, just, things to worry about. Where are they coming from? How big are they? <laughs> well, you know, that's bad. That's bad. That's likely. Start walking right. under scaffolding more often. Dude, hilarious. All right. Uh, New York sells the most lottery tickets out of any okay. state. Women, on average, play the lottery every 11 days. Men play every 18 days. What? Wow. That's a shocking stat. That's shocking. That was surprising. That's a shocking stat. Yeah. And then I looked up, I vividly remember the scene from White Lotus as well, and Lucas Gage, or Gage, however you pronounce, the one that plays the assistant or whatever, whoever the subordinate character being... is, the one that's getting his ass eaten, he actually recommended that... They do ass eating instead of just having sex. So in the script, oh, it was just having sex, and he's like, "Let's do a rim job." That's and cool. uh, oh, that's cool. And they added it. That's cool. That's Good for him. That's really yeah, funny. that is funnier. Yeah, great scene. It's much more visceral. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> much more visceral. And I do think I do think it's anthology. Okay, cool. All right, we'll stick with that then. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you guys. What a fun it's celebration fun of, of life today. Uh, where can we find Julio Gallerati on the road? November 26th, Den Theater, Chicago. Going to be a great show, big show. Um, would love to see you there. Come on down. Love that. Notjulio.com. Very nice. Uh, not Julio with a J. Don't forget it. Uh, for tickets to Julio, I am putting together a tour, and I've been telling you about it, and I'll just tease a little. Here are some of the cities I'm coming to. Dallas, Austin, uh, Minneapolis, Chicago, I'm coming to San Francisco. I'm coming to that's there's another place, but I can't remember. Uh, anyway, we're building it out, and those tickets are all going to be available at FrancisEllis.com. Uh, I can't wait to see you guys. Thank you so much. That's Soup's the podcast. We'll see you on Thursday. <laughs>